Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to Tammy Dale Podcast. I'm Tammy Adele Williams, and today uh, with me is Miles Mussenden. And I probably just said that all wrong and just chopped uh, it all up. Mussenden. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Mussenden. Uh-huh. He is an actor, an actor, and you have played in a lot of roles. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how he really got his start as a stand in. <laughs> How do you stand in? Uh, Tell me about standing in. Let's just start there before we get to his role in Cloak and Dagger. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Um, how do you stand in? As in what you do or how do you become a stand in? What do you do? Like when you, you go there and I'm sure you're chosen because you you probably look like the actor or the mm-hmm. same physique and things like that. Yeah. So what is that like when it's time for you to, you know, it's like, okay, come stand in for so-and-so and who have you stood in for yeah what's that experience like um you know it depends on where you go and who you're working with I, my my standing experience i started i was doing it at tyler perry studios mm-hmm. you know so with with um with uh, mr perry you know when you stand in you actually do all the work so you're you're um it's really to get the lighting and that, that type of thing mm-hmm. so you're they're trying to get the lighting right they're trying to get the shots right and all that kind of stuff so but we actually do the lines Okay. So like when okay. when I was standing in, we would I would study the lines. I would be off book, off book meaning you memorize all the lines that type of thing, and uh, we would go through the whole process and play the scene out uh, so that they get everything right. And so while the actors are putting on their wardrobe and getting makeup done, the stand-ins are actually there doing the scene and getting it ready so the actors can just come in and just go. Wow. So you do basically do everything. Is that how you, did you know at that point um, that, hey, I, you know, I want to like be the actor at some point? Or you uh, already always had that dream and this was like a part of your process? You know, it's uh, a- absolutely, I, I, I knew I wanted to be an actor because I was, um, yeah, I used to act in theater and I was acting from when I was a kid. But um, when I started doing standing work, I really wanted to understand the difference in theater and mm-hmm. film and television. So. Okay. To me, standing work was like the perfect segue to be able to do that and be able to get that difference and understand lighting and understand, you know, the the, the different nuance in doing film as opposed to doing stage. So uh, standing for me, I was doing plays, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, um, I wanted to do I wanted to do film and television. So standing was a way for me to get paid to <laughs> you know to learn, <laughs> you know what I mean? So oh, yeah, good. yeah, yeah. So I went in there kind of with that mindset. So. It was given a hundred percent all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, would you advise like someone who wants to get into acting to look at the possibility of starting as a stand-in, or is that kind of um, or an extra? Or what would, what uh, would you say? I, I to be honest with you, I, I wouldn't. I mean, there are. I, I would say this: if you're going to do standing work, do it one place. Mm. And understanding that one place that you might not, uh, you probably won't advance much in that place. Okay. Because in this business, they kind of like like to put you in a box <laughs> you know yeah. you know so if you're yeah. if you're a stand-in mm-hmm. you're a stand-in okay you know um and i've i've fought in fact i still have some challenges with that with uh mm-hmm. cast directors like there's several cast directors that came out of tyler perry studios so yes. they knew me as a stand-in so uh i've never worked for those casting directors as an actor because they in their mind it's hard for them to break out of seeing me as a stand-in because that's mm-hmm. what they know me as that's what they saw me as so I think that it, it can hurt your career. So uh-huh. actually, that, that forced me to have to go expand my territory. So because, because at, at one time, those cast directors, there was only a few, there wasn't as much mm-hmm. work as there is in Atlanta. Now, back, you know, 10 years ago, 
whatever it is, uh, there were much fewer and much fewer projects. So yeah. because I had three of those uh, casting directors that came out of Tyler Perry Studios, that's like half the casting directors in the market. And they all <laughs> saw you as Yes, a they saw me as a stand Wait till they see you in this TV series. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, well, they've seen me in a lot of TV. I've been in a lot of shows, so I don't know. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> okay, <laughs> hopefully that'll be the difference. I, I got yeah. you. No, you know what? You have done a lot, you know, yeah. from Army Wives, mm -hmm. Queen Sugar, mm -hmm. what else? Um, Spider-Man Homecoming, right? Um, Stranger Things, yeah. I, Tanya, mm -hmm. and you play different kind of roles. Yeah. I'm the police officers though. Is there something like about this officer park ranger type um, of things that sometimes you, you know, <laughs> yeah, I played a lot of uh, authority figures, law mm -hmm. enforcement, that type of thing. Um again in the business, like, you know, my first role on television was this notification officer in Army Wise where I was a officer in uniform and I'm um letting these folks know that their son has died. Um my next role, not the very next one, but I did a lot of roles after that mm -hmm. that it was in that same vein, so it's kind of easy to put you in a box. Um, you know, which if, to me, if you're working, I was fine with that. Um, and especially when you're, when you're coming up and you're, you're, you're just getting your, your, your footing in film and television, um, you just wanna work and you wanna mm -hmm. take every opportunity to come, so right. they know you can do that because you've done it. So they keep giving, giving you that, giving you that. And, uh, Another thing, like in this, in in, in the market here um, in the southeast, uh, I, for a long time, like my I, I remember my agent would, uh, one of my first agents would say to me, "Oh, make sure you know um, when I'm going on audition. Oh, make sure you're off book. You know all the lines, and you know you're perfect with it, and this and that." And you would kind of be so stiff and rigid, mm. and going to, I can't mess up. I got to be perfect. But that lends itself to you being the guy to say, oh, he went that way, or you're under arrest. Something just simple and say a couple lines, <laughs> you know, and move out. But okay. as, as, um, as I grew and my understanding, uh, you know, uh, of this thing mm -hmm. came and I, I realized, okay, you got to be loose. You got to be free. Mm -hmm. You have to use your, in trust your instincts. And as I became to do that, I became more of a person. So, you know, I, I started now being able to do these other roles, you know, and they got to see me. So if I play a role, I can play this drunk guy from whatever, you know, and then I start playing these the, the different roles. Yeah, yeah. But mostly at the beginning, it was mostly cops and, and lawyers and, and, and officers and, you know, uh, yeah. military guys. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, what I like is you're talking about these different roles that you've done. Mm -hmm. Miles has a, a, a book here. Now, you had this when you were... From I was doing stand-in. Stand yes. He was doing a stand-in, this mm -hmm. book here. But what's so interesting about this book, not only is his great photo, but um, on the back, he wrote, I don't know if you guys can see this, but it says, Miles, series regular. Yes. And then his last name. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, this is why you were stand-in. So, you, were yes. you, like, speaking things into existence? Why did you write this on the back of the book? And, and what's the story behind that? Absolutely. Um, I was speaking into existence. You know, um, when I, I was doing, uh, I used to do these skits at, uh, I used to go to this mega church and I would do these skits before mm -hmm. the pastor would preach. And, um, excuse me, he said something that resonated with me. He said, discover, develop, and then, then distribute. Mm -hmm. So uh, for me, it was a rediscovery that I loved acting i loved i loved the arts um so i felt like i was developing it at that time and it would become there would come a time when i would be able to distribute you know what i've developed and so i felt like something was going to happen i was going to be a series regular so mm -hmm. i had that in my mind yeah. from almost from the beginning when i realized that 
this is something that is real that could really happen because for a long time I didn't think it was possible to be honest with you you, you know what I mean yeah. and then um, but when I realized this is possible then I feel like I'm going to take it to the full out extent so for me at the time series regular was was my goal and that's what I wanted mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what you say I didn't think it was possible you mm-hmm. know and sometimes when people you know they want to become actors yes. you know and others around them may not take it seriously oh you want to be an actor ah you know right and you actually got oh, two things i want you to tell me when you felt that yes i could do it this for real mm-hmm. and then tell me what happened when someone else actually saw this <laughs> and then take it seriously okay um you know there was a there was a sister at uh, at the church because we used to actually trained at the church because i became mm-hmm. part of the drama ministry there and uh her her son um was on uh some movie or something like that mm-hmm. it was some Martin movie he played the, the son or something like that and um, just seeing somebody I knew that I conversate with and I'm next to like I'm next to you actually having an agent and being in a movie was like wow you know it's because it, it always seemed like a far off thing to me yeah. and I just didn't see it as something that was attainable so I was very content just doing uh, plays and church uh, church plays and, mm-hmm. and and skits before pastor would preach and that that was I was fine with that, um, but when I saw that that was possible, I was like hey wow that that that's pretty interesting, so uh, I started doing and I, tell me what I, I'm hoping I'm answering your question. Mm-hmm. I started doing um, what you call uh, uh, independent little independent films. People have these films Shorts, and like short, short films and that type of like thing, that. student okay. films. And I was doing it for free all around in the, and I was living here in, in the Atlanta area. Yeah. And, uh, but then people started calling me all over the place to do this work for free. Now, I used to do real estate development, so you know I had a business, so this was stuff that I did as a hobby. Right. Um, as a hobby in my spare time. And um, when uh, our President Bush was in and uh, we had a crash in the market, uh-huh. um, I went from doing very well yeah. to uh, being bankrupt. And it was, uh, it was very, it was, uh, it was a tough time for me. So uh, at the time I used to do acting as a hobby and I would do standing work every once in a while just because I liked it. I would do um, extra work every once in a while because I liked it. So when I realized that my business was, was just tanked and I yeah. was bankrupt, I had to start all over from scratch. I said, well, let me do something that I love. And then I enjoyed doing. So I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to take this. And I'm going to make something happen with it. And I said, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be a series regular, but I have to start somewhere. Yeah. And I started doing standing work at Tyler Perry Studio full time, um, five days a week. <laughs> you know, every day. Because he shoots a lot of content. Mm-hmm. Therefore, standing in was really good for you over there. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> he, he, he cranks it out. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I love yeah. Tyler Perry. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful to, um, to him because. Yeah. Him creating that that opportunity gave me a chance. Even though I never worked for Tyler Perry as a principal actor, I only did stand and work mm-hmm. over there. Um, but I learned so much to the point where when I when I did Army Wives, um, I had so much standing work. I was so used to being on set and working that it was like a walk in the park. It was just yeah. e- easy for me to do. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love what you said a few minutes ago. Like when you got started, it was it was a hobby, but you loved it. Mm-hmm. You loved it, and. Uh, you end up walking in it, and now you're doing it all the time. You you got into it because of your other job, you mm-hmm. know, just things just in, well, you know, it yeah, blah. So um, um, and now you're doing it all the time. But I also love the fact that 
you did a few items for free mm -hmm. just to kind of build your resume. Mm -hmm. Not that you have to work for free because right. you, you, we can't do that mm -hmm. all the time because, you know, we, we have to eat. Eating is as important, yeah. you know. And uh, um, but you did it to kind of like start kind of building your resume. Yeah. Kind of thing. You know, and so then I, plus, I was I was a, I was a six figure guy. So, you, just, you know, oh I was. Yeah. Yeah. So I was making good money. So I didn't really need the money. I mean, right, I, right. I used to pull up doing standing work and driving a seventy thousand dollar car. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it was actually people were like, well, thinking, yeah. who's this guy? Oh, he's a standing. It didn't make sense, yeah, yeah. but you know, yeah. for for me, it did. And and one one person on the series saw this right here. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say. There's a young there's like a young that. lady and she's really she's she's cool. She I mean she and I are really well, let's cool just right put now. Put her picture on the screen right now. No, just <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not at uh, all. Um, but um, uh, she she's like oh haha -ha, you know seriously. She she laughed at me. <laughs> I ha I happen to have my book because we were you know standings. We have our scripts and I have my yeah, I have yeah, my book yeah. for my script and it just happened to be there. And she looked at it and she laughed. She's like, who does that? You, you know, like, um, it was ridiculous to her. Mm -hmm. And she was a day player on the show, meaning she worked like, you know, just did like a one episode and, you know, mm -hmm. whatever, mm -hmm. um, worked for the day or a couple of days. And, you know, I don't think she meant harm. It was just her perception, like, who writes series regular on their book that's a stand-in? Uh -huh. um, but in my mind, I knew that this was temporary. Yeah. I knew that I was going to be moving from there onto something. Because even when I was doing standing work, eventually I, I used to direct the stand-ins. So I would, we would do the show, yeah. I would direct them, I would jump in there, we would do the scenes. So it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And now he is a series regular. Boom, boom, boom. Yep, yep. Awesome. Let's talk about Cloak and Dagger. Yes. This is a Marvel TV series. And I love this shirt here. Okay. He, mm. I'm sure he's going to let me have it. Okay, so okay, we'll talk about it later. Okay, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about, about this off off camera. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but you know what? Tell me about this series. I mean, I saw it and um, uh, I, I love Marvel stuff. You know, yeah. totally Marvel geek. And just on the sidebar, he did go. This is his pass to the Avengers: Infinity War mm -hmm. red carpet, and um, I was able to go to the screening here in Atlanta. Yes. And we won't talk about this film because it is so great, and there's yeah. so many things in this film. Mm -hmm. Infinity War. Or if you haven't seen it, oh, you yeah, gotta go, go see it. it you gotta go see it. But he's a part of the Marvel universe. Yes. Um, tell me about Cloak and Dagger. Talk about. Wow. Um, Cloak and Dagger, uh, coming of age, uh, two teens that that have very dissimilar backgrounds, but they both had some tragic beginnings, mm -hmm. and they were linked. They didn't know it at the time, but they they were linked. And um, later on, as the, as they got uh, to be um, they had some childhood trauma, but as they became teenagers, they kind of found themselves together and realized that they were linked mm -hmm. um, and that they had these extraordinary powers. And then when they got together, the, the powers were exponentially even more powerful. Uh, uh, better so, together. Yes, okay. yes. Uh, better together. Well, <laughs> I mean, if they if they if they use it right, <laughs> you know, you know, okay. you know. Uh, and uh, so they they they. Um, they actually help each other cope mm -hmm. because they're dealing with all the all the issues of being a teenager yeah. and some. Um, so they actually are able to work together and help each other and uh, you know help deal with a lot of the issues. I mean, everything doesn't go smoothly, but they find a way together to make it work out. Uh, now, it, the, what I love about the show is that without powers, it's just an amazing story, um, yeah. and it's a great it's a great story with some great talent, great actors. But then. You had the, with the powers, it's like icing on the cake, so it was like, as a whole another dimension to it. Yeah. Um, the 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 project was like any different from anything I've been on. Whereas 
uh, for a TV show, they did like a, it's like every every episode is like a film in and of itself. Mm-hmm. So it's like little short movies in and of itself. And now they, they actually, the directors were all uh, film directors. Yeah, they were nice. all people that did nice. did movies and did uh, did film. So, so it's it's coming from a little bit of a different angle than uh, yeah. than most of the superhero genre type films that you see. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. very powerful. Check out the trailers. So I saw a couple of yeah. those trailers. Check out those trailers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you pay, play a character named Michael. Yeah, Michael uh, Johnson, my, who my is character you? Well, was formerly called Michael Johnson. They changed his name to Otis Johnson now. Yeah, so I play Otis Johnson, and um, my son, uh, who's played by Orbit Joseph, mm-hmm. is Tyrone. Um, in the show, uh, also known as Cloak. So, you know, we, as a family, had some real tragic things that happened that affected us. And, you know, it's just like in the the world. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if people... I say this. We, uh, many people of color, where I come from anyway, in Brooklyn, you know, people getting hurt, killed, going to prison, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's like... I think that we have almost um, PTSD. You know, I, yeah. I, 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 I know it sounds crazy, but yeah. when you grow up and seeing all these things, it affects you. You know, so in the in the in the in Cloak and Dagger, our family has been through some traumatic um, um, events, and I mm-hmm. think that we have a form of PTSD in, in our mm-hmm. family, mm-hmm. like a lot of people do in real life and operate and don't even know it. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, so. We get to flush some of those things out and deal with that stuff, and um, wow, I'm drama looking forward ensues. To just mm-hmm. seeing how the characters grow, how the storyline grows, and I know you can't tell us any secrets, yeah. and I'm not going to try and press them yeah, on that. No spoilers, either, because no spoiler alerts here. Uh-huh. Um, uh, uh, but congratulations on Thank this you. on this role. Thank um, you so much. Going from where you started as yeah. I'm just doing it as a hobby to landing a role in the Marvel universe. That's yeah. pretty that's pretty awesome there. Pretty incredible. Let's let's you know, we like for people, you know, we do this because we want people to kinda um, fulfill their dreams, you mm-hmm. know, their goals. Okay. You know, uh, if they want to be an actor, we're here to kinda help, you know, share some insight um, and help them live their dreams. So we're gonna look into this dream box for a few minutes and we're gonna find some things that kinda uh, we're defining moments in Miles's life, so let's just share some of okay. what kind of launched you into your dream. Okay, so first thing we have here is a New York license plate. I bet I know where this is from. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Other than New York, um, but, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's a New York license plate off, off my motorcycle. You know mm-hmm. um, that uh, I bought with me uh, when I when I came. You know, well, I live in New York still now, but you know, okay. I, I go okay. back and forth. But um, yeah, and and I think my my upbringing in New York um, plays out a lot in the role I play with this character. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, there's just a lot of traumatic stuff that we go through growing yeah, up in yeah. Brooklyn yeah. in the hood, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I bring a lot of that into into the role, and I, I'm so thankful that you know, um, Gina Blythewood, um, you know, loving basketball, fame, mm-hmm, that type mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. She's a uh, she was one of the producers and um, director of the first episode, and her along with the other directors on on the on the project, they allowed me to just do me. You know what I'm saying, and, and and let those things come out. I, I have no idea how it was gonna. I hope it works. <laughs> you know, I have to trust the directors that it's gonna yeah, work. Yeah. But um, those experiences uh, uh, that in, in in growing up in Brooklyn yeah. have truly affected my work and in the different things I do. So I feel like 
I feel like I'm I'm repping for Atlanta, but I'm also repping for Brooklyn. I'm also repping for New York, and I'm bringing that the realness that comes from there, and I'm bringing mm -hmm. it. I'm putting it on screen for the for the world to see. Yeah. You know, um, because Brooklyn lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I love it. You were uh, he was born in Britain. Yes, London. So, mm -hmm. London. Born in London, as well. And, okay, let's check out. See what else is here. Um, acting is believing. Yes. Tell me about this book here. Um, wow, I you know uh, that is a newer edition, but the one I actually first bought my old one. It's all decrepit mm -hmm. and broken down. Um, I got this book years ago when I was acting as a you know I saw it when I was nine. So um, when I was uh, at uh, Academy of Dramatic Arts, I got that book. Um, and it it you know kind of deals with um, Stanislavski and kind of teaches method and teaches about acting, mm -hmm. and I it's why I thought it was important to bring in this book to share is that I meet so many people and I used to teach I used to coach acting as mm -hmm, well, mm -hmm. and I would meet so many people that wanted they want to do what I'm doing they want to get they want to be in the business, um, but they don't want to put the work in. Uh, you know everyone wants to win, but not everybody wants to do the work. Yes. Help them to win. Yeah. I understand that it looks easy. It looks like something that anybody can do. But you know, if 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 you see somebody playing an instrument, you know, and they're brilliant at it, mm -hmm. they may look make it look easy. But you don't think you can go just okay. Give me the instrument. Let me let me let me let me just blow. You know. So just put, what do I do? I just press this. You know what I'm saying? You don't do that. You go yeah. and you put the work in. You train those people to be a virtuoso and to be as to be great to the point where people are gonna pay to see you, you have to be amazing, you know what I'm saying? And you, so uh, for them to make it look easy, they have to have did the work. So what you don't see is what's done in the dark. Mm -hmm. All the work that you didn't see, you know, um, that you're seeing on screen, there's a lot of work that went into that. Yeah. So acting is believing, acting is, is putting the work in. Um, uh, one of my coaches once said to me, um, the difference between an amateur and a professional, an amateur works hard to finally get it right. Whereas a professional works hard to never get it wrong. Mm. So I work, I work hard and even, you know, I got the role, uh, I mean the dream role of working for Disney and Marvel mm -hmm. at the same time, right? Yeah. On, on, this, on, this, on this great uh, project. Mm -hmm. And we did the pilot, but in between pilot we had a few months, you know, um, lag time you know, after we did the pilot before we uh, actually shot the first season. So I could, I mean, I already had the role, I'm good. I mean, yeah, I could just yeah. chill. But what I did was I went, I went to New York um, um, and I worked with Susan Batson, you know, and I mean, five days a week, you know, I was working every day, you know, and this is gut-wrenching, you know, we work long hours and we, you know, there's a lot of emotional work that we do and it's a lot of stuff. So, um, yeah, I could have just rested on what I had already, but no, right. I wanted to be as sharp as possible. I mean, Gloria Rubin, plays my wife on the show. I mean, you you know, this is an amazing actress, you know, uh, uh, award-winning actress, been doing this stuff for 20-something yeah. so years. keep it training, always training. Yes. Yeah, don't just, because you're, you got a role, mm -hmm. just keep working it, work it out. Yes. Yeah, they used to say the same thing about comedians, that you can find some famous comedians in, you know, comedy mm -hmm. places and just working on that, just working out. Yes, working yeah, out exactly. The yeah. mm -hmm. They're on the road, they're doing well, but still just working out. Yes. Working out, perfecting that craft. All right, oh, okay, one last thing here. Okay, I see a script, mm -hmm. script obviously, mm -hmm. army-wise, a lot of signatures on it. Yes. So was this your 
That first. was my first role, my first television role uh, on Army Wise. I did two or three episodes, um, and it was it was uh, it was an amazing time. You know, I think I mentioned before that the the standing work I was doing actually informed me and made it easier mm-hmm. for me to, to, mm-hmm. to walk in and do this because I didn't have to worry about where my lighting was and how to cross over to from right. one spot to the other and that type of thing. Um, so I, I, when I did this role, it's, it's amazing because, you know, they actually did a nationwide search for this uh, character. They could not find somebody to play this character. Um, so it, it, I don't know, it's just one of those things where I, the right person at the right time doing the right, right thing. Right. And um, uh, when I did that show in that episode, again, because it was my first, my first show, I had to get everybody to just sign it. Of I mean, course. you got Sterling, Sterling Brown, who's like a, uh. Uh, w- winning Emmys and all kinds of stuff now. And um, he's a great actor, great actor. Kim Delaney, Wendy, uh, you know, and, and they were great. They were great to work with. They welcomed me, and uh, it was an amazing thing. Sterling. Mm-hmm. The Sterling. The Sterling, <laughs> yes. Is- Huh? This from, is us. Yes, yes. from this, this is, is us. us. Yes, 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 he yes. He was brilliant from back brilliant. then. Yeah. yeah so, wow. You know, it was just um, just a great time. And you know, well, there's a whole another long story I can tell you about about that uh-huh. um, that that particular role. But I don't know if we have time yeah. for all that. I, maybe have next for the next interview. Part, we do our part two. Yes. You know what? It's been awesome talking to you. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really awesome. And you've had a great production, a great journey. As I said, production journey, a great journey. Uh, in this uh, this industry. Yeah. So, what advice? Lastly, gives what advice would you give someone who's trying to get in as an actor? We we talked about a lot of things. But, yeah. Um, one last. Thing. I, I would say what uh, what was said to me uh, after I, was, I did a skit at my church, and the pastor said, "Discover, develop, then distribute." So, I I'd say you know there are different types of actors. You get in where you fit in. Some actors, you might be a really good-looking guy with great posture and a great jawline, and mm-hmm. you might be good for soap opera. Somebody might be good, really great at comedy type stuff. You know, yeah. you're just naturally funny, and you, you know, and some people might be good for high-end drama. Yeah, I like high-end drama, right? And it's not necessarily what you like, but what you happen to be good at. You know, um, so discover that. If you already know you like acting, discover what, what are you good at? What do people see in you? What do they see you, you fit? Discover that. Then develop it. So you got to work. You got to go. Now, I'm not talking about go to class for one, one uh, month and think you're ready to go. No, keep, keep going. Keep training. Keep sharpening your tool. And as you're sharpening, while you're sharpening, still go out for work. You know, uh, you can still go after stuff where you are, wherever you are, mm-hmm. but keep training. Keep training. Keep training. What what, one thing I can say is the harder... I work, the luckier I get. And it'll be the same thing for you. The harder you work, the luck, you, you'll start booking more. You got that. Yeah, it's luck, but it's luck because you, you, you put the work in. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? And then you'll, be, then you'll start distributing. Before you know it, the roles will start coming. Yes, I'm blessed and fortunate to get this role on Cloak and Dagger. Um, but at the same time, I was auditioning for series regular work regularly. You know, um, In fact, the day that I was told about uh, Cloak and Dagger, my agent was trying to reach me all day, but I was, uh, um, it was an agent that was uh, not, didn't know what I was, that was uh, auditioning for some other series, regular stuff mm-hmm. in, in New York. And um, so I was busy doing the work. And yeah. then it just came upon me. It's like, I, I forgot I even auditioned for <laughs> Cloak and Dagger. You know, so it'll overtake you. Yeah. Well, Does that awesome. answer the question? That answer the yes, question. great. One more thing. Mm-hmm. One more thing. This is our happy day. We want you to have a happy day. Okay. Okay. I so want to have a happy day too. We have a happy day. 
Um, <laughs> yes. So we have a little happy day cards, a little punch card, and we'll, I'm gonna let you open that and read it. Oh, I need my glasses for this. Let's you see. Happy glasses? day. I'll help you read open it. here. I might need my glasses, but I have to read. You said open it. Yep. We gotta pop it open. Just kind of um, do a little pop. Open ah, there. oh, there from go. there. I yeah. see. I see. Okay. What does it say? See, your smile makes the world a little brighter. Oh, isn't that? Miles, thank you for joining us thank today. Thank you so much for having me, we Tammy. Appreciate it. it was yes, fun. it was thank fun. You. Loved it. Guys, uh, check him out on Cloak and Dagger, um, free form. Yes, it's on free form, and uh, yeah, uh, keep up with him. He's going to be doing even greater. greater yeah, greater, yeah. Greater Follow things. me on Twitter at Miles Mustin. Follow me on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, all that. Do that. Thank you. Bye. Sweet. Thank you. Yay. Yay.